Sure. What do you call those people that like speak on the phone? Like a sex, you know, like a sex line a operator. Sex? Is that what? That's a, yeah, that, I like I, that. I genuinely think that I could be one of those operators. I've considered Bitch, it several that times. That job was made for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Whole Food. I'm Shay. And I'm Baloo. Coming back at you with episode three. We- <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. I love it. <laughs> I'm not sure what you were trying to accomplish there. But I'm you, not. You, you know, know what? <laughs> I didn't know. Halfway through, I was like, uh, <laughs> so that's all I got. <laughs> well a for effort thank you i appreciate it (laughs) but yes welcome back everybody we don't even have time for all the chit chat today because we're eager to just get right into it we've got a little bit of a delicate topic to unpack with you guys today so here's hoping that you guys don't end up in your feelings too too much by the end of it we're talking about our first so we're talking about our first loves our first times and ultimately how those relationships or those love affairs affected our life affected our types mm-hmm. uh so yeah, this is a this is a juicy one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is well, a juicy one. It is. I was just like, oh my god, this. You, you know, because for me, it's like even if I'm over the whole situation, it's just it takes you back to a place of like vulnerability. Even thinking about those emotions that I felt at that time. For starters, I am not going first. You are going what? first. You're going first. So why? <laughs> I I, yeah, I stamped it. Put me on I the spot it. like that. Wow, that's so, just Baloo. <laughs> let <sorry>. me ask. <laughs> Tell me about your first love. Describe him to me. How did it affect you? How did it make you feel? How did it change your life? I just gotta say, you're very irritating. <laughs> 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 My first love, I guess if you want to call it that Mm -hmm. I do want to call it that it's so uncomfortable Uh, okay so obviously we don't need to go into all the little details but I'll say he was he was my first of many if not almost all things Mm -hmm. my first relationship my first time you know having sex he was my first and so I think that having all those firsts with the same person right. had a big effect on me because it, it made it more difficult to get over because he was always, he became that comparison point. And I think because it was a good relationship, like there were no big issues that I, I was, you know, bitching to anyone about. And he treated me really well he is one of the few guys and I talk about a lot of my standards and the things that I like and the ways that I want to be spoken to and when you know I say like a guy that does what he says he's gonna do and stuff like that you know he he did all that wait pause 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 tell me how you guys met how did you guys come to be in a relationship I thought you wanted I know we're talking lessons that I learned about first loves you know so you have to tell me the whole backstory about you know 
who it was, how you met him, how it started, like how yeah. did you develop? Okay, that okay, love? okay. You want me to go? Okay, damn. Yes. All the way back. All right. So we met online. Um, backstory: My friend was getting over a breakup, and this was a guy that she kept going back to for so long. I was like, "Girl, you just need to get someone else." So I was like, "You know what? You need to make a profile online." Right. And she would only do it if I made one as well. So I wasn't even looking for anyone, but I was like, you know, what? I got to help my girl out. I got to encourage her. So I was like, okay, just make me a profile. So she made me a profile. I made her a profile and then we were on it. And then this was in 2016 because Trump had just got elected. Right. Okay. And I was so depressed or not necessarily depressed, but just so like, concerned worried about society and I was like I need to take my mind off of this shit so I got online that was the only reason and I started talking to two people one white guy one black guy and the conversation of Trump came up and the black dude was like riding for him and I Ew. was like what <laughs> so that was an instant block and delete right so it made me keep talking to this white dude I was talking to him for a bit and then you know me how I get just like you know bored plus I wasn't looking for anything so I stopped talking right. to him and then one of my good friends from Cambridge came to visit me in Ottawa and I was telling her about it like oh you know this this is what I've been up to she was like what's wrong with you like talk to the man you right. know so I was just like okay so a week later I respond to him and Definitely he was on his feelings about it because he took a few days to respond. He's usually, you know, quick. But then after that, we were talking consistently. And then, you know, he asked me out. And again, it was kind of like, you know, what do you want to do? Where can I take you? And then we met up for fall. For what? And for, for fall. The fall. Oh, for fall. P-H, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was my first time having that. And yeah, I remember when I saw him because he only had one picture on the site or whatever. And it was really not, not that great. So I really was not expecting much. And I remember he like came in and he was like tall and good looking. And I was, I was literally speechless. I was like, whoa, you do not know how to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so shy and um yeah like it, it was a good first date we so we had dinner then went to get dessert and then we made out a little bit in my car no I didn't have a car that was his car I was gonna say and, wow you drove his ass on the first date okay. <laughs> you already know I don't drive men like I like I said <laughs> last episode so that was the first date and then after that we went on two more dates mm -hmm. and then you know I decided that I felt like it was time for me to finally have sex after waiting for so long how long at that but point was it when you decided to have sex with him oh it wasn't waiting for so long with him specifically it was after three dates with him for me it was just waiting in life in general because I had never felt ready and comfortable with someone I had come close but then my spirit guides and God really told me no that man isn't it 
so I'm I'm always really happy that I waited and I felt comfortable with this guy so he did it and I mean yeah that's basically the story (laughs) I would say that it was it was my first love but in the relationship Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling like I was in love with him you know if that makes sense so then were you really in love with him because how are you saying that that was your first love but then because I think it's more well thinking back I think I was very infatuated and like I said it was the first time that I was feeling all these emotions and all of these feelings I would describe it more as a puppy love almost because I was very different back then. I was a lot more emotionally closed off. I hadn't started going to therapy yet. I was younger. I was, I just didn't allow him to get in and get to know me on a deeper level because I did not have the capacity for that. And I didn't trust it. Now that is me now talking as my higher self because then I didn't realize that I didn't trust him. I thought I was letting him in and, you know, getting close to him. Me now, I realized that I was keeping him at a distance. And for, you know, several reasons, I just didn't have the capacity to trust. So that's why I'm hesitant to call it a deep love because I don't think I let it get that deep, if that makes sense. But it does make sense. It was it was as loving as I was able to get at that point in my life. Right. That's what I can say. So yeah, it it ended. I decided that I wanted to move to Toronto. Because I didn't want to live in Ottawa. And he would say, you know, obviously, I don't want to hold you back. I would love it if you stayed. But I didn't believe him because I just thought those are words. And, and again, that just went back to my trust issues. So I didn't really consider his feelings or anything when I decided I want to leave. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go. And then we broke up. And that was when I realized how much I liked him. And how much I had gotten used to talking to him every day and just like having that relationship because that breakup is literally what (laughs) like it's so weird to explain but it's literally what kind of started my whole like emotional journey it it definitely I don't I don't really know how to explain it but it just showed me that I was capable I mean, as someone, well, at that point in time, you were someone who had never experienced that before, right? So as like, if I had to put it into words, what you're trying to say is that that was kind of the pivotal moment where you started to become emotionally intelligent to say, like, you became aware of what you desire in a partner and love out of life uh, when it pertains to that. You just started to become, become aware of it all. Whereas before you didn't really have a clue you were kind of just trying to figure it out along the way yeah thank you that's exactly it I became more (laughs) emotionally intelligent and I think that because that because he was my first I had no form of comparison right so in in the way that he treated me well and did all these nice things to me it was almost like I just expected it and didn't really appreciate it and it was only me coming to Toronto (laughs) And dealing with all the fuckboys that I've dealt with here. To realize how good you had it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, wow, I had it so well. And I did not appreciate it and treat him. It's not like I treat him bad or anything. Like, 
you know, I was like a terrible person. But me now, like, mm-hmm. there's just a different way that I would have handled that relationship being right. the person that I am now. It definitely taught me a lot. It kickstarted a lot of growth for me. It helped me to grow up. Um, and, you know, yeah, definitely. I have no hard feelings towards him. After we broke up, we still were dealing with each other for about a year later <laughs> until mm-hmm. we finally like stopped communicating stopped sleeping with each other like and all of that so right. it was a more of a prolonged type of situation and I mean if if I had stayed in Ottawa I, I really don't know what would have happened because I do think that that breakup needed to happen for me to be who I am now for me to have that growth because if it didn't I think I would still be stunted in a lot of ways yeah um I think it's possible yeah that's it that's my so backtracking a little bit (laughs) how was your first time you know was it intimate was it special was it romantic like what did he do like like you know that he cook you a nice dinner that he feed you strawberries <laughs> the chocolate sauce like let me know what? girl no it was not like that at all like I said I felt comfortable with him so I felt like I was ready to do that and so it was kind of like you know we're fooling around then I was just kind of like okay so you know let's just go all the way but it it lasted about two seconds because I started bleeding so much like my whole I mean I don't want to get graphic but we just had to stop um and but what I will say is like and I was freaking out because I didn't feel like I was in pain but it looked like someone had just been murdered on the bed (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating I I shit you not and you're sure that it was the natural effects of losing your virginity that was the cause and you didn't just accidentally get your period on the day that you decided to have sex for the first time (laughs) bitch I am 1000 percent sure okay (laughs) it's very I trust me I know okay (laughs) okay but I will say that after that happened and I was just standing there and then he just came and like gave me a hug and we were just like standing there holding each other and I didn't realize until he did that that I needed that because I just felt I definitely felt very vulnerable because no way in like all the times that I thought about my first time did I think that is how it would have gone you know right but I didn't feel judged or anything it was just fine So I won't say I had my first time properly until the third time, but I will say in general, him being my first has, I think, has shaped the way that I like to have sex now. Right. Because he was an Aries. He was... um, Okay, I was wondering when you were going to get to that because I was like, girl, you need to tell the people what his sign was, (laughs) what his sexual appetite was like. (laughs) Jesus. I feel like I'm getting interviewed. Like I wasn't even trying to expose myself this much. Yeah, he was an Aries. He was very much dominant. He knew what he liked. It. <laughs> so I had like flash Are you blushing? Is that... <laughs> Are you looking a little bashful? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a bit of fanny flutters right now. What can I say? Fanny flutters. <laughs> I'm having a bit of fanny flutters. Um, yeah, it was always really good with him. Like he... <clears throat> yeah, if... 
I, you know, saw him tomorrow and we're both single. Would I go there? Okay, yeah. So that's Probably. what I was going to ask. I, feel like I was going to say, it. you as, you know, in this time and age, would you ever, you know, sleep with him again or have that type of intimate or romantic relationship with him again? Would I attempt a romantic relationship with him again? Mm, I'm not sure that I would. I think that there was always some incompatibilities just in the way that we kind of go through life and the things that we wanted from life that I was always very aware of but would I sleep with him again yes okay 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 am I off the hot seat yeah um, I actually I got his number right here so I'm gonna tell him that (laughs) (laughs) okay bitch you you do that okay it is your turn okay let's get into your business I mean don't mind if I do because <laughs> I was perfectly <laughs> fine with going second but I didn't you know want to take the spotlight first I wanted you know to ease into it <laughs> have time to quiet my oh my god well I got no preparation hopefully I didn't sound too crazy you didn't sound too crazy it was perfect (laughs) okay so my first love it was in high school so this guy that I actually developed this love for we were originally friends so we were friends we ran in the same friend circle and to be honest it actually didn't start that way so he was actually just one of the homies like we get on so well okay I'm not gonna say get on because that implies that we still get along we do but like I don't really hang out with him to know you know how we interact now but we did get along so well and at the time I just felt like yo this guy he's just the yin to my yang you know like he just like knew me so well our conversations are fucking hilarious like he just understood how I was as a person I understood how he was as a person everything just flowed so effortlessly and we just had that natural chemistry like you'd have to be stupid to not acknowledge the fact that we had a natural chemistry and at that time I actually didn't like him like that I genuinely just thought of him as one of the homies Mm-hmm. So I can't remember when it changed from, you know, this is one of the homies. I think this guy's super fucking dope to holy shit. I actually think that I like this guy. So then there was a certain point in time where I think it was like he was crushing on one of my friends and what? it rubbed me the wrong way because the person that he was trying to get with, I knew didn't like him in the way that he liked her because like me and that girl were close you know well you never told me this part of course I was never gonna say anything and you know deter him from trying to give her a shot or whatever because at the end of the day it's not my business y'all can try a thing but in my mind I already know it's not gonna work out right Mm -hmm. so you know she was interested in him but they did try a thing and she never liked him as much as he liked her so whatever I had thought in the past it it proved to be accurate so then I noticed that after that it actually became a frequent thing so I don't know if I was just maybe a a very sociable person and I just happened to be connected to all of the females that he wanted to date or pursue something with but yeah so um from there I just kind of started to pay attention to his type and what he was into. And then that's kind of when I realized that 
obviously I don't think this about him now, but at the time he just had poor taste in women. <laughs> I'm sorry wow. to say, but uh, of course you he had that. such poor taste in women and sorry to say, but all of the girls that he went for was white girls. I got the hint and I was like, okay, so it's very evident that me and this guy get along. Obviously there's a lot of sexual attraction there because I, there came a certain time where our relationship, you know, pivoted from just being close friends to us actually starting to hook up. And then once that happened, I feel like that was obviously responsible for my feelings intensifying even more. And because we just clicked in every aspect, especially in the sexual aspect, once we introduced it, of course I was going to fall for that guy. I'd be stupid not to. Um, but it really was a dagger through mm-hmm. the chest, just like seeing him go for every lighter tone girl around me except me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that shit really fucking cut deep and I feel like that was also around the first times where I really started to develop that sense of just feeling not good enough because I was a black girl Mm -hmm. obviously like it's been a long time since I've had those thoughts but it was because of you know, the town where we lived, <laughs> so being surrounded by white people 24 seven, and then now seeing someone who or now being around someone who, you know, I have these intense feelings for, it's beyond obvious that, you know, we're two peas in a pod, but he still just like lacks that attraction towards me enough to actually take me seriously. So mm-hmm. that definitely took a blow to my confidence and kind of made me slightly insecure. But Nonetheless, easy to say it was an unrequited love. I will make that very clear. Like I was head over heels in love for him. He obviously was not. He just fucked with me as a homie. And that's cool. He was the same person. He knew that you were in love with him. To be, I can't really remember. Like I feel, like I said, we ran in the same friend group and I talked about it openly with them. So I would have no doubt that you know, they would go back and say something to him or, you know, kind of get his view and thoughts on, you know, oh, like, would you try a thing with her? Did that like, you know, she likes you, whatever. I have no doubt mm-hmm. that they would have been in his ear like that. But at the same time, so I can literally <laughs> get along with you so well, hook up with you, do whatever it is. And like, you would never be able to read my face on how much I like you. Because I never wanted to show that weakness because I always thought in every single situation that there was a possibility Mm -hmm. that I could get rejection, rejected, and I hate rejection. So it wasn't until, it wasn't until we graduated. Yeah, no, I'm the exact same. Um, I'm not going to be in his proximity every single day and I need to get this off my chest because I love this guy so much to the point where it's actually hurting me. And I just need to find out if there is a possibility that we could try something by being honest. Because once I'm honest, then I can set that secret free and I can just move on and forget about it and take the time that I need to heal. And maybe I'll meet someone new, whoever, right? He was the person that I ended up losing my virginity to. When I did get around to losing my virginity to him, I actually didn't like him anymore. So I was a virgin throughout all of high school. I kept that promise to myself because I actually thought that I wasn't going to have sex until I got married. So I knew I saw how sex affected the lives of the other girls in high school. And I always told myself that like, I can fool around and dilly dally in sexual behavior, but I will never actually let a man penetrate me while I am still in high school. And I stay true to that. So, um, 
no, mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't lose my virginity in high school. So I got over him and that was maybe about a year, year and a half after the fact. And the feelings, you know, had completely disintegrated. Yeah. So the night that it happened, um, we were going out for St. Patty's day. Um, it was me, him, and like another two of our friends. And we, <laughs> we went to this bar or whatever. And I'm not gonna lie, when I left the house, I kind of already had it in the back of my mind how I wanted the night to go. So I'm not gonna say that I didn't leave the house with attention because I definitely left the house with intention. I was just hoping that like <laughs> I could leave the house looking beautiful and then the universe would handle the rest, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, so we left. Or we sorry. No, we were at the we were at the bar. We had a good time. Honestly, it was actually a really good night, super enjoyable. And then it got around to the time where we were leaving. So we were figuring out rides um, to get back where I decided to go to his place. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, I was like, okay, like, you know, my foot's in the door. I got it. I'm about to go sleep at this nigga's crib. Like, all wow. right. We get, we get. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there. And honestly, at this point in time, like, I don't know if maybe because it had been a year or so or two since we had last you know interacted with each other or hung out or anything but like at Mm -hmm. the time I was feeling completely different obviously there was still that attraction but it wasn't anything beyond an attraction right yeah and I was super impressed with him because he was so hospitable like he was just handling me with this type of gentleness and concern and care that I had Mm -hmm. never experienced before like it was almost alarming because I was like yo this is how someone would handle you like if they kind of sort of have you know feelings for you you know what I mean yeah it was just different like I had never experienced that with him like it's always just been a, a friendship type vibe but that night it just felt a little bit more than that mm-hmm. so I was kind of like okay whatever but I was on edge because I was like uh you know I don't really like him that much but let's see how it goes yeah, I was on a mission and I wanted to get my virginity out of the way. And I, yeah. I like, obviously we had already hooked up before and I was comfortable with him. I just knew in my mind that that was the guy that I wanted to do that with. Mm-hmm. So obviously one thing led to another. We were having a conversation. I was talking to him just about the ways that he's like hurt me in the past, whether it be like as a friend or, you know, when I actually did open up to him about how I felt, I just let him know how that affected me and how it made me feel. Um, So we were able to have a little bit of a conversation about that. And then once we were doing that, that's when he made the move and he just like started kissing me or whatever. So I was like, okay, yeah, you know, touchdown. It's showtime. Let's go. (laughs) Showtime. (laughs) You know, um, it, it was it was your average experience I'm not oh it was your Ooh, average experience average. not okay his sticking was average at the time weak stroke no it, it was nothing about that <laughs> okay and it had everything to do with the fact that like I just was not turned on enough mm-hmm. because I was just emotionally checked out mm, right right so I did it anyways because I wanted to do it and Mm -hmm. I had a mission yeah but was I as connected to the situation as I should have been definitely not Mm -hmm. okay and that in turn like obviously like I couldn't get wet the way that I wanted to I couldn't really support myself in the situation the way that I wanted to it kind of just happened 
And I would say that the aftermath of it, uh, there was actually damage done to my vagina because of the fact that I wasn't properly lubricated the way that I needed to be. Yeah, my vagina actually split. What? Uh, It sounds a lot worse than it was. What? Like when women push out babies and their vagina tears apart? No, 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 no. Not like the opening part, like internally, like in the vaginal wall. Oh, shit. So there was what the doctor called a little laceration there about an inch wide that occurred and it caused me pain um, for years. Actually, I, I developed scar tissue in that area that just like for a long time made like everyday life and other sexual experiences after that just very uncomfortable and very painful for me. Holy shit. So me being on a motive or on a mission yeah. <laughs> that should probably <laughs> oh my um, gosh wow yeah so I would not advise you know trying to hook up with people that are just not doing it for you on a sexual level um mm-hmm. because women this can happen to you like when your pussy's dry Damn. it will tear <laughs> Oh, ouch. (laughs) Oh, man. I am so sorry, friend. That sounds awful. It's okay. It's old news now. But honestly, it was like when I tell you the way that my love evolved for him, Mm -hmm. it was so pure. Like that was intense type of love. Like I truly believe in my soul that if we had gotten together in high school or even after that whole ordeal happened mm-hmm. I believe that we might actually still be together mm. like wow. that's how well the dynamic how, that's how good the dynamic was between us that is how intense my feelings were to him and to wow. be honest like I feel like when you love someone to that extent the love never really dies you know it's always it lessens, it goes away you learn to live without them mm-hmm. you uh, grow apart uh, the communication dies and you just after that find someone who you love more than them yeah right? yeah because if I look at him to this day like do I still feel the same way that I did before no of course not but of course mm-hmm. every single time I see his face it does take me back to a place where I was head over heels for this guy yeah so for I feel sure. like I will always have love for him it will just never reach that extent again yeah wow right? so and then in terms of would I ever hook up with him again? Like you said, in the classy way, like if we were both single, 100%. Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 chill. Rewind. <laughs> like, let me say like maybe 80%. <laughs> um, and not because, not because like sitting here thinking about it, I feel, you know, like a sexual impulse. Mm-hmm. towards him not in that way but just because I still believe that when we are in the same vicinity it's just a vibe it's a vibe so would you okay so 80% you would sleep with him again if the opportunity presented itself for a relationship a romantic mm-hmm. relationship with him would you be into that would you consider that um honestly I really don't know because I just don't think that he likes black girls so I feel like that would always be just like lurking over my head is like yeah is there an aspect of me or my personality that is just repulsive to this guy like and I'm Mm -hmm. not even the type of person that concerns myself with you know who another guy might be looking at because I always think that I'm the batter bitch in the room 
I can acknowledge if I'm not somebody's type or if I think that I might not be somebody's type. Yeah. Right. And no, that's real. But that it just makes me think because, you know, we've had this conversation before about, you know, fetish fetishes and being fetishized as black women. Right. So if you think that someone doesn't like black women and wouldn't date a black woman, then technically, but you're so willing to sleep with them. Doesn't that mean that technically he is only willing to sexualize black women and use them for sex? Like with him specifically? Well, him specifically or anyone else, because you just said like, you don't think he likes black women, right? But it's like, but I also he's clearly think that, willing to sleep with black women. Right. So I is don't that know, not? I don't think it has, any, like in this particular case, I don't think it has anything to do with sexualizing. Or in our case, we were actually friends before, you know? So that attraction was already established in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can look at someone and like be physically attracted to them or look at them as a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what you feel like they'd be able to bring to the table or all the ways that they'd be able to satisfy you if you were to take it to that next level and yeah. enter a relationship with them, you it's possible to think that they just don't possess um, like the attributes. All the quality. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%, and I think that that is accurate when you're talking about like on an individual to individual level because he knows you as a person maybe he's looking for something else in a partner but I don't think that you can say that for a race because you do not know every single person in that race to say that they don't have the qualities that you're looking for in a partner so I think that that's where that but conversation that would not gets a, a bit iffy like, that would be a prejudice exactly I think think that's the definition of a prejudiced person no I don't think he's a prejudiced person like at the end of the day like all that's coming out of my mouth right now is a speculation have I ever sat there and asked like oh do you like black girls like well he fucking hooks up with them so obviously he fucking likes black girls but what's ever stopped him from actually pursuing a relationship with a black girl I couldn't tell you yeah yeah. I can speculate yeah there's not really a way for me to logically justify it because you only really know something until it comes from the horse's mouth no, of course. So that's right. why I feel like we can, we obviously can't say about him specifically, but for people who are willing to sleep with black women but not date them, but I feel like honest, I can I say, like, I mean, with certainty I, that that is. I had the personal thought, like, oh, maybe he just doesn't like black girls like that. I feel like that's also just my personal thought process. Like, do I actually? Feel it could like be it? possible for sure. It's possible, but do I actually feel deep down in my soul that it had anything to do with me being black? No. Mm-hmm. And I want to get away from it, like the, this conversation from him specifically. At this point, I'm just talking in general about people, whether it like whatever color they are, right? Because it doesn't only have to be white people. It can be literally any color who are willing to sleep with a specific race, but not date them. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. We face that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting topic to be had. But I want to, you know, go back and, okay, so, I mean, we didn't really describe, or actually, no, because I said my first was a white dude. You didn't say what this guy, how you oh, had, a, yeah, because oh, that goes into he, my next question. He's a, sorry, he's a light-skinned guy. Okay, so yeah. do you think that your first time was with a light-skinned dude? After that, were you more inclined to go for light-skinned men? Okay, so me and Baloo were sitting there having a conversation one day and we were kind of just, you know, reflecting on the type of guys that we've gone for in the past. And it was right after we had had a conversation about 
who we first loved and what that situation was like. So, you know, bouncing ideas off of her, I sat there and I was like, yo, if you really pay attention to the pattern for a lot of people, their type is influenced by the characteristics of the person that they had a love for. Like that Mm -hmm. first time that they experienced those intense, intense, intense feelings. whether it be you know romantic feelings or whether it be sexual feelings the first time that you experience those feelings I do believe that it influences you know the physical features and attributes that you look for in a partner or a hookup whatever it is afterwards Mm -hmm. yeah so I definitely believe for myself that my first love influenced my type because for a very long time, all I went for was light skin guys. I thought yeah. that they were just like, oh my God, the best of both worlds. Like, and it, like, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what it was. Like at the time, you know, living in Cambridge, there wasn't really much else. Like you either had like your Arab guys, your mm-hmm. Indian guys, or you had your light skins or your white guys. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. much all that was there. But every single person that I did end up getting involved with after that was a light skin man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I, and I completely agree for me as well. It It's really interesting because before I dated this man, this white man, I was not checking for white people like that. That was never my type. Nothing nothing against them I my usual type is more of your Persian you know dark features ethnic look that's that's what I I, that's my textbook type but definitely after I dated this guy I found myself going for more white dudes after him I you know dated slept with whatever and it's almost as if I was associating those positive feelings that I had towards him and the experience that I had towards these, you know, white men. And I think that, you know, that was years ago. And me me now, I'm getting back into my going for ethnic dudes. I think the last three guys I've dated have all been Persian. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really weird. It's a weird phenomenon. You know, I would love to hear from other people. If you're listening to this, you know, definitely tweet us hashtag ho talk um <laughs> ho food pod like I genuinely want to know if it's only us or if other people have this too because like it's such an interesting pattern I feel like it makes so much it sense. is an interesting pattern and I feel like for a lot of people if you actually stopped to really think about it yeah like think about all the features that you liked and the first person who won your heart over and then think of how of uh like all the people that you liked after that up until a certain point of time or maybe you know currently you still look Mm -hmm. for have that type and just look at how many similarities there are between those people and then the person that you first love yeah just and I feel like for a lot of people you will find a lot of similarities yeah, because I don't think it's it's necessarily a conscious decision. I think a lot of it is just subconscious because it wasn't like I was, you know, going out of my way looking for white men. Like it was just happening subconsciously. And then it wasn't until we had that conversation that I was able to see the pattern. I was like, holy shit, like this is wild. So, yeah, it's really interesting. But would you say that one, would you say that that's still something that you're dealing with, like going for light skins? And would you say no? Okay, no. Do you think that that was <laughs> at any point kind of that, that actually has not been a problem, like probably in six years? Yeah, 
It, so I feel like, like it wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that the second person ever that I did have those type of feelings for was a light skinned man. <laughs> oh, you know, I thought. <laughs> but that had nothing to do with a type like that was honestly it was just coincidence like it just happened so yeah Hmm, interesting (laughs) (laughs) so do you think that so what what would you say is your type now I'm just curious my type now yeah I don't have I don't have a set physical type oh really I don't have a slight physical type. Like I've gone for brown men a lot, but I wouldn't say that they're my type. Anymore. Anymore. Okay. No. Up until last year, I would say they were. Yeah, but I would say like, but I still never thought, like I would think of myself as being like highly attracted to brown men. And I've said it to you on multiple occasions where it's like, what piques my interest and this might I don't even know how this will sound when I say it out loud what piques my interest is like the bearded gang yeah like it's like the dark beard like Mm -hmm. it actually literally does not have to do with anything else except for like their facial hair their hair like they're it's just yeah facial hair is it no facial hair does it for me because I wouldn't even limit that to specifically brown men or Indian men like because I would say that that same type of infatuation also was also associated with Arab men who also have that like you know that type of hair and yeah, yeah. those beards and whatever. So mm-hmm. I feel like just that in general mm-hmm. was my type, and that's constantly what I went for. But do those were all pretty recent, like in the last like two years? Yeah. And do I think that they have any similarities, physical or non-physical, compared to my first love? No. Yeah okay not at all yeah at this point it's not necessary there's no correlation but no I think closer to the time when when those feelings were fresh then yes there was oh yeah for sure yeah and then even still I don't think that I have a concrete type like now I feel like I'm just like attracted to what I'm attracted to like I can I can point out certain features that I like like you know a Mm -hmm. dad bod will attract me Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the beard the beard life still attracts me that dark yeah no man buns attract me like when you can just run your hands through a man's hair and it's just like "Mm," and the beard like uh, and if you're not and you don't have to have a man bun I'm saying like I think that they're sexy but yeah. I just find like like even a fresh lineup, like a fresh mm, cut. Mm-hmm. You got that fresh fade. They got their yeah. little curls, you know, just chilling on top like that. Chef's kiss. Mm, yes, I love it. <laughs> you know, there's just certain things that I just yeah. like, find sexy that I feel like will fuel my desire towards somebody. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I wouldn't say that I have a set type. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the point where I'm at now as well as like, I think right now I'm more focused on being treated right than anything else. But yes, I do have those physical qualities that I go for, you know, like I said, the dark hair, the beard, stuff like that. I like that's what gets me. I've never been into blonde guys. Yeah, me neither. In my life. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been into like blue eyes, light eyes. Mm, That doesn't do it for me. I like the dark look like, mm, yes. (laughs) lighter eyes I think there's maybe been like one or two guys that had 
maybe green eyes. I've never been the blue eyes type, but maybe like green eyes or haze. Oh, okay. There was one guy that had blue eyes. Yeah. But like, I was like 50-50 about him. Like some days I thought he was cute. <laughs> other days I didn't think he was cute. So like, I ain't gonna count that. <laughs> I think I've been with one dude with blue eyes. You know, old dude, my my long-term um, fuck buddy, I guess you'd say. And oh, yeah. He has blue eyes and like I remember what when we first met this one had been maybe the, the first or the second time I can't remember and <laughs> and the dude was literally just like staring into my eyes mm-hmm. and I I was just like scared almost I was like yo your eyes are too piercing like stop looking at me <laughs> I, like, I, I would no- never tell someone to stop looking at me if they were looking into my eyes I live for because you love contact. that shit. I live for that eye contact because I will I literally go out of my way to stare at someone until they look at me that's a fact do that. <laughs> um I think it was the context of the situation which I'm not willing to discuss right now but yeah, I was just kind of like, nah, I don't, I don't need that right now. <laughs> you guys, so he was giving um... you them eyes. <laughs> he wasn't just looking at you; he was giving you them eyes. Anyway, um, so <laughs> y'all know the eyes. <laughs> y'all know the eyes. <laughs> I'll let the listeners um fill in the blanks. Um, um, eyes. Yeah, wow. you know the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, on to the next topic. Are you getting shot? Don't play that at. We don't do that. No, this is whole food. Start being a hoe. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't. (laughs) But you're asking me. You're sitting here asking me. But you still haven't told us what your... um, like what your type is do you have a type like what type of I know we agreed on a lot of you know physical attributes but Mm -hmm. is there any other physical attributes that I haven't already mentioned that pulls you in towards a man I think height so but that is something that I have definitely worked on in the recent years because yeah not me if we're talking about I know you (laughs) (laughs) but no okay so for people that don't know me, I'm literally, you know, five. He's a shorty. You're like, I'm what, five, one? Five, two, five, three on a good day. Um, So I have really no business being picky about height because I still have not encountered a man shorter than me. So <laughs> I was just like, okay, for a moment in time, it's like I'm out here dating all these six foot, six foot three dudes. It's like nah let's be serious it's really not it's not necessary so I've worked really hard to not let that affect my attraction right. levels it's like I will give you a chance still if you are five um no you said that you said that you don't need a man that's six foot and over so why are you even about to list a height that you do desire you say you don't want no man over six foot so leave it at that wait wait i never said i did not want a man over six foot okay don't be putting words into my mouth (laughs) that was not what i said i said that i will not let it you know hinder me Mm -hmm. from pursuing a man that is under six foot if god wants to bless me with a man that is over six foot who am i to stop him 
you oh. know that's oh I, I'm so just we're bringing saying, jesus I'm, into this oh, I mean, okay <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying whatever god wants to bless me with i'll take it i'm open that's so apart from saying. height what else do you like Mm, that's I'm really not a person that's always been about type like I like all types of dudes when it comes to race it really doesn't matter to me um when it comes to body type I like a dad bod slightly muscular bod I'm not into the you know bulging Mm -hmm. muscles and I'm not into super skinny dudes because I'm a big girl and you gotta be able to (laughs) you gotta be able to hold this weight you know I want a big boy (laughs) big daddy (laughs) (laughs) um that's it you know you gotta dress well I like that and for me and okay this is not physical but music taste really does it for me if I feel like you have bad taste in music that really turns me off and I'm just like I'm not trying to talk to someone who listens to metal or screamo or none of that nasty shit sorry so (laughs) but I feel um, like that that's also a conversation for a different day because music is for a lot of people a love language yeah, music so, is definitely like I'll we will, up with the man. Yeah, for we his will music get taste. into, you know, love languages and stuff on a later episode. Yeah. Um, but is there any other, you know, okay, physical physical attributes? No. No? No. I think I, I honestly think we we listed them all. We have them all in common. Yeah, I think the main ones for sure. Mm, we definitely are. Like right got- now I'm literally just picturing running my hand through a man's hair and it, like dark hair. And it's just, it's doing it for me. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> Anyways, for myself, I don't know. Like, like, it, like I, you know, hinted to earlier. Uh, me compromising on height. Will you ever do that? I just, okay, let me put it this way. If my soulmate walked into my life, and he was five eight. Five eight. Five eight to six foot, like falling somewhere in between wow. there. Okay. I would still consider. So if your soulmate was five five seven, you wouldn't consider it. Mm. Five five. God said listen this is the man of your dreams this is who you have been looking for he's been checking every single box you have ever wanted but okay well listen he's five five right but regardless you wouldn't even give him a chance let's be honest no i would give him a chance of course i would give him a chance no but, but if you were in the club and he walks up to you and he's five five what are you doing? well obviously on immediate attraction probably not like you exactly. like at that point in time because let's not forget that we choose to talk to people based on how attracted we are on first yeah, sight. Yeah, exactly. Based so it's like know? there's no way that you'll ever so, find out if he that he's your soulmate without talking to him. So okay, but who's also to you're... say? But who's also to say that a guy won't walk into my life? We're friends first. We mm-hmm. build a foundation, only to realize that we're actually soulmates. Like you don't yeah. know the different types of situations that a soulmate can come into your life. No, that's right? a fact. That's a fact. But and I think that that's... first glimpse, like, yeah. but on first glimpse, if I'm meeting somebody and it's not. Mm-hmm. like I can barely walk in heels but you're telling me I have on my my little kitten heel and like 
the only thing I can do to you is Eskimo kiss you. That I think is, <laughs> is killing a little bit of the attraction because at the end of the day, you can personality wise, you guys can compliment each other beautifully. But let's mm-hmm. also not forget that, you know, your physical attraction to someone also fuels the connection that you have with each other. So, you know, maybe on a personal level, we are, you know, 110% compatible, but then it could be something that I just don't find attractive or that I just feel is absent in the physicality of it all that kind of just kills it for me, right? Mm -hmm. Or like makes my sexual attraction kind of just decline. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's a bad thing to say because realistically, like, that's how it is for everyone. I mean, sometimes, you know, it works in reverse and you're not attracted to somebody at all, but you get to know them and, yeah. you know, the sexual attraction comes and you learn to love those things about them that you never thought that you would. But yeah. me sitting here right now, not in a situation like that, I'm telling you that that's not the case. Yeah, fair enough. And and I agree with you. I think that and I also think that as you get older and you start to just focus more on the things that you want, those physical restraints, I think that they become a lot less important. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it, it does make me wonder if that's what leads to cheating is people that settled for people who weren't physically their types. And then, you know, one day someone that they like physically tempts them and boom, you've cheated. So could yes, be, be open minded, but maybe not to the point that you're not like excited to be with this person. But then also in the same breath, like how has so like you dating now, how has you having a type or like looking for those physical features affected your dating game? Well, first of all, I haven't dated in like two years, so <laughs> I'm gonna just say that um, but in general, even prior to that. How has it affected? I don't think, I honestly don't think it has because regardless of having a type, I've always been open. Mm -hmm. I've never said I will not date this specific type of person. And I've never had any issues. Like when I am wanting to date, like I've always been able to do that. You know, I'll get on the app, I'll find someone, I'll talk to someone, I'll give them a chance and then whatever I think what restricts me from dating is has nothing to do with that and has everything to do with like my trust issues but that's another topic for another day (laughs) (laughs) so I yeah I really don't think it's restricted me because I, I literally have friends who are like I will not talk to this type of man this race of man this whatever I've just never been like that so yeah, it's like, I know what I like. And I think that oftentimes, you know, I get what I like. I don't, right. I don't really. I actually feel like you've, <laughs> actually, you've had a substantial amount of luck when dating in terms of like actually being attracted to the person. You have a pretty good track record with that. Um, for yeah. myself. I talk to people I'm not attracted to. Yeah. Yeah. So for myself. I definitely can say with my chest that I have not been as opened. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I like what I like. And up until recently, I typically don't stray from certain things that I like, but even more so 
my personality type it doesn't vibe with everybody like I can get along with everybody but can we actually establish some type of relationship or friendship no it's not for everybody because a lot of people I'm a straight shooter and I like to get to the point and I'm just like a very no bs type of person and like there are a lot of people that just you know will find that personality type um too alpha for starters um too intense yeah they get intimidated by it so no like I definitely like once we actually get to talking it is like imperative that I'm dealing with somebody who you know has that confidence and has this type of that type of security and finds me being an alpha female sexy Mm -hmm. and can act and they can actually you know stand on their own and not be intimidated by the way that I am as a person I don't really find that there's a lot of people that I come in contact with that. So it just, I, I don't know. So I guess in that sense, I guess I have tried to focus more on looks in the past and then hope that the personality, you know, reveals itself as we continue to talk. But obviously it did not work that way in many cases. Yeah. Um, But then even looking for what I was looking for in terms of physical features, uh yeah it just it made me very um picky (laughs) it made me very picky it limited my options there was a couple good men personality wise that came in and you know they they probably would have been great guys they probably would have made great boyfriends or great friends whatever Mm -hmm. it would have been but because the physical attraction was just lacking it was just right off tang for me Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm like that anymore. I feel like now because of the fact that I am more aware of the fact that looks don't mean shit. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of vapid people out there that literally just have no substance to them, uh, regardless yeah. of whether I'm attractive to them or not. Uh, I'll still try to always hear out what they have to say. And to be honest, like if you can wow me with that first conversation, then I might just give you a little more time. So I feel like that's kind of how I pursue things now. Yeah. Uh, but in the past, yeah. uh, for sure, that's why I've had next to no success with dating because, mm. you know, I, I had a type and I had what I was looking for. Yeah. And pretty much like and if you didn't fit those, if you didn't check off those boxes, it was just a write off. Yeah, you weren't you weren't trying to go there. Hmm. Well, I think that in general, I'd say people should be should try to be more open because obviously don't lower your standards so much to the fact that, you know, you're not getting your basic needs met out of a person. But definitely just try to be more open because honestly, people could surprise you sometimes. I think that in general, that's kind of. And I've learned that. Yeah, that's how I like to approach things. But yeah, I hope that our conversation, you know, inspires you guys to stop, take a look at your dating history, what you like, what you don't like, and kind of, you know, open up that door to see how it's influenced uh, the way you you pick them. To see if you are the reason for all the toxic situations that you find yourself in. Go ahead, attack our list. Does it have to do with your type (laughs) and what you continue to search for? So yeah, I would just reflect on that a little bit more, but I hope you guys got also got a little bit of entertainment from the shit that we talked about, because there was definitely some things that we touched on that me and her being friends for as long as we have, haven't even sat down and had 
the conversation as to who, what, when, where, why, the mm-hmm. way that we just did right now. Yeah. So I hope that I you guys learned got a, a kick few out things. of that. But it's time to move on to our next segment. So we introduced it in the episode before where we read out people's entanglements. So that's what we're going to continue to do because we got some good responses from y'all. Hey, hey. Okay. Entanglement with August. <laughs> Entanglement with August. 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 August. Okay, guys. So here it is. We have another entanglement for you. So Blue, go ahead. Take it away, girl. All right. So. This 24-year-old female is talking about a family friend who is a 31-year-old male. And she said... Wait, how old is she? She's 24. Okay. So she said, um, I've been making not safe for work videos of myself for a few years for extra cash for school. A few of my very, very close female friends know about it, but otherwise it's not something I share with people in my real life. I started doing it when I was 20 and I've gained a small following. It's something I do on various platforms, but more frequently I make custom or private videos for people who have been following me for a long time. I'm very careful to stick to my fake name and persona as well as only connect throwaway email addresses on platforms I use. A couple years ago, my older brother's best friend stumbled upon one of my platforms. He recognized me and started paying me via my platforms for premium content. I had a conversation with him on my real Instagram to tell him it was fine if he stuck around, but he could not share with my family or anyone associated with me what I do for money. Additionally, I told him not to use my real name or any of my real identities um on my group platforms (laughs) yeah he agreed at the time I knew he had a girlfriend but I considered it like any of my other viewers or clients I'm not responsible for that he soon started requesting private videos and paying a lot of money for it when he while he initially used the links on my platforms to pay me he started paying me through my personal female account additionally he started talking to me only on my personal social media about school, politics, my life, whatever. He sends me videos of him jacking off to my videos on my personal Snapchat, saying my real name. Now, obviously, I know I should have set a clear boundary earlier, but at the time, the money was too good to let go. He started requesting videos over my personal Snapchat, and I have obliged. This has been going on for about a year and a half, and now he's engaged. I feel icky. He's interacting with me as a person, not as my creative persona. Is this cheating? Should I tell her? That's what definitely you cheating. You think so? Oh, wait, they didn't hook up, right? No, they have not hooked up. In oh, person. so it's just a picture. Ah, uh, I mean, it's live porn. Like, what else? Like, mm, it depends porn. because it's, I feel like it's more of a moral thing yeah, than anything, you know? Yeah, so, I don't think that I can consider it cheating, but I don't know because remember the J Lo A Rod situation? Like, this isn't just a porn star you don't know. This is someone you know in your real life. You're talking to her, not and about like politics, about her school, 
and then you're sending her your jacking off videos like I don't know because I I think okay this is kind of how we have to think about it especially as women if our partner did this to us would we be upset okay that changes things <laughs> because that's how you have to look at it like I feel like when it comes to things mm. like this you can't just sit there and look through a 3d lens and kind of be like oh it's okay no but if you were in that situation and then you come to find out that your husband basically does have a relationship with this whole person because if they are having personal conversations as her as a real person and not her creative persona it's a relationship like maybe it's not a dating relationship mm-hmm. or whatever kind of relationship, but a relationship has been established because it's personal. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's, you're right. it's continuous. It's, it's consistent. Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not like one of those quest chat lines and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe once or twice he got a couple pictures from her or, you know, sent a couple videos back and forth. And then it was just a dead thing after that. Okay. If it was that, even if he told me that after the fact, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, is this bitch still around? No. Okay. Let's move yeah. on. From and this is literally a woman that you're seeing at the family. Functions. Exactly. So, and it's even worse because you know, it will hurt his wife if she finds out because it's someone that she fucking knows. And she would hope that the girl has the respect to not be, you know, dealing with her man's like that. But you know what? I think that the boundary for me, though, is that this is a financial exchange. So when if I'm thinking of it like as a woman, if my fiance, my husband was doing this with like my sister, obviously, yeah, I would feel a type of way. I would feel betrayed and be like, yo, you, you literally can't find anyone else on the Internet to do this with. But if I'm thinking, does this girl that's getting paid for this, like, is it her obligation to tell the man's wife about it I don't mm-hmm. know that it is because for her it's still a job so right I, I think on his end it's a relationship but I you still have to I believe that you still have to distinguish the two business is business mm-hmm. and if she wouldn't be feeling guilty if she knew she didn't cross a line so she obviously knows that she's crossed the line because she's starting to feel guilty about it if like she said these transactions and all their videos and exchanges were happening as a business interaction where he does not refer to her by her real name Mm -hmm. or talk about real personal things in their lives or whatever it is okay fine that's cool but that boundary of this being a fantasy Mm -hmm. and now being personal has been broken that line yeah. has been stepped over. So now yeah. there's not really a separation of the two. For one, business is business. Like if anybody were to come to me and be like, hey, listen, your man's on this site. He's paying for X, Y, Z. Or another example, oh, your man went to the strip club, paid for a yeah. lap dance. Him and the girl were in the spare room. And I'm just like, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homegirl had a job. She made her money and he yeah. wanted some excitement. It's out yeah. of my hands. But now if you're telling me, oh, yeah. You know, he was with this stripper who used to be his ex-girlfriend from college. And I heard them and they were talking about, you know, reminiscing about this and that. And he was telling her y'all's personal business and so on and so forth. Like mm-hmm. crossing that barrier of business and personal, then I'm going to get upset. So okay, there is a difference. There's definitely a difference. But okay, so if I feel like 
the main issue really is that she knows this woman in real life because obviously the the other clients that she has probably all have girlfriends wives fiancés mm-hmm. whatever but it's not her business because she doesn't actually know exactly. them she doesn't actually have a relationship but that's the point them. that I'm trying to make is that it makes a huge difference when you guys are just strangers to each other having a business transaction versus when there's some type of attachment or personal relationship established or mm-hmm. you're known to who you're dealing with mm-hmm. yeah it changes the dynamic is different so do you think if she reestablished that boundary and was like okay but there's no way because once me- you cross it you can't go back no, but if she just stops responding to him on Snapchat and it's like, listen, I am not sending you anything unless it is through these professional, unless you contact me through OnlyFans, that is the only way no. I'm talking to you. No, because at no? this point in time, at this point in time, he's he already is fixated on her. He already has a type of attachment towards her for whatever reason. Now for her to try and backtrack after she's already been so um obliging as she said this whole time that man's gonna be like okay yeah sure stop playing like (laughs) he's not gonna take her seriously because you already let him get away with it this whole time and now you're gonna backtrack and now put boundaries in place after he's he's already got comfortable you know interacting with you without those boundaries Mm -hmm. how are you gonna do that you can't part of me wonders if it's kind of like a setup thing like He's record. He's saying her real name, recording it, so that like, what if one day he's like, "Listen, you need to fuck me. If not, I'm gonna expose you to your whole family, and I have the receipts." Okay. What if he's doing something like that? Because anyhow, if I was in her position, from day one, when I heard mm-hmm. him say my name in a video, <laughs> yeah, cut the cameras. <laughs> Are you dumb? <laughs> I would have no scared facts. this man to Timbuktu saying, try <laughs> me if you ever say my name again. Ooh, I just got chills. That was scary. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Because like some of these guys, like they really do think that women say these things, but don't yeah. mean it. So the fact that in the beginning she had already set her boundaries, he didn't have enough respect to respect to, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate them and follow them yeah continue to do what he wants and what like all of a sudden her business mindset went out the window like no you established a boundary and then you literally basically told him oh it's okay if you break this boundary yeah because if the money's good she literally said the money was too good so and then now she's saying that he's sending it to her personal shit as opposed to through the business website. So now if all this blows up in his face, you both of y'all's ass is on a stick now. Because there's no way that she could even say, Oh, it was for business, it's for business. There's no way he could say it was for business when oh, everything true. he's doing with her is through a personal account, not a shit, business I didn't account. Even think of that. Yikes. So there's no protection for either of them on their end unless he yeah. somehow wants to, to flip it and be like, oh, she she sent me this. She sent me her personal email, you know? Yeah, no, that makes it so much more like cheating when it's through the And that's what account. I'm trying to say is that there's a yeah. difference when everything is strictly business and you're following all the business protocols yeah. versus when that's it gets facts. personal. 
it changes facts, the context that changes it okay you know what i'm on your side yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that that just made me see things differently damn so i oh, mean no. is there even yeah. a point to telling the woman because at this point it's been a year like <laughs> what is the what's the i point? mean <laughs> i personally i wouldn't tell i strongly believe and stay in the fuck out of grown folks business because if you think i'm going to be the bearer <laughs> of bad news to anybody yeah the only person i might actually vocalize something like that to is like maybe a family member and even then i can maybe three family members that I would actually have the decency to do that too because a lot of the times you find out these things and you bring it to someone's attention they don't get upset with who it's actually about they get upset with you because they think that you're trying to meddle and cause some sort of divide in their personal business listen that's a fact I'm not fighting no bitches trying to be a loyal (laughs) ass friend okay that's not doing that actually you know I don't think I would want to know I I genuinely and I have always said, like, just keep me out of it if you want to cheat. Obviously, I don't want you to cheat. But if you do that, don't tell me about it. I don't. Because I think that people do that to make themselves feel better, to put their guilt then onto me as the person that has been wronged. But it's like, I was here having a happy life before you did that. So you sit with that guilt and you let it eat at you and you leave me out of it. And that's kind of how I've always taken things wait you're speaking on terms of if your partner came to you and told you that they were cheating if my partner if the woman he cheated with I no, there's no way because you have to think of it on a grander scale than that I am the type of person I don't really care who it's from okay no I do care who it's from because it has to be someone that's credible it has to be someone that's you know in my social circle where I know that they would never do anything to try and hurt me or with malicious intent no yeah I'm talking about the right? people in the situation if it was like my best friend if you saw my man with another girl and you're like oh he's cheating then yes come tell me I'm saying if it is the man that's cheating or the girl that he's cheating with those two people that are in the situation I don't want to hear from them <laughs> that's what I'm saying like, you don't want to hear from the guy because I genuinely think that they only tell them to make themselves feel better. I don't think it's okay. Out but of you love have to think of me. it. This is why I'm saying you have to think of it on a grander scale than that, because you're doing yourself a disservice saying that you don't want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Because one, I don't play with my health. So if you do cheat, you need to come back to me right away. Let me know what the fuck you did. Because anyhow, you hit that bitch raw and you come back and you give me an STD. Now you fuck up my life. You're gonna you're gonna die. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> Two, I literally, we were talking about this in last episode where it's like, we need people to be direct and not treat us like delicate flowers mm-hmm. and how that is something that we don't like where people withhold information from us because they feel like we're not in a position where we can handle it. So now by you saying that you don't want to hear it from the horse's mouth, you're literally perpetuating that cycle. No, I don't think so. I think because my thought process is, if you have decided that you're going to stop cheating on me and but you feel so terrible that you just want to profess your sin or whatever I would rather you not tell me because it's like then that puts me in the situation of re-evaluating everything 
that like if I thought the relationship was perfectly fine then now I have to reevaluate everything and then it leaves the person with trust issues it's like so because so because now you don't want to have to be in your thoughts or in your feelings you're just going to continue looking like a fucking dickhead continuing to carry on with this guy who's cheating on you and everybody else knows (laughs) except you because you don't want to hear it from them Okay, well, you just added like so many extra because that's really ultimately like you just added so that's no, (laughs) no, you just added so many extra parts to the story. Like, I specifically said if he has decided to stop cheating, I didn't say nothing about everyone else knowing but me. Like, nah, 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 that is not by the time, but by the time, but you can't control something like that. That's why I said it. Because by the time he does tell you or you do find out, you don't actually know how many other people knew before you found out. No, that's true. I right? don't know. So that, that very well could be the situation by the time he comes back and tells you, right? But then mm. it's like by him not telling you, and then if he did stop cheating and you guys just resume your relationship, you really need to think about what he was exposing you to by cheating behind your back. And that's something that I feel like you would need to know right away. And as of soon like as it happens, transmitted diseases. Okay. Because yeah. you need to be aware, like, okay, is there a possibility that I could have contracted something from his little shenanigans? Is there a possibility? I that... mean, I would hope he's not dumb enough to be going out there hitting it raw. But, but is there a possibility know. that, you know, he could have a baby mama somewhere else in the world because of his stupidness? Like, Jeez, no, yeah. no. Because if anyhow, I found out that my man had like some secret child with some bitch and then the child's age fits right into you know how long we've been together I would be more devastated finding that out suddenly Mm -hmm. than had he just come to me and been like yeah I hit this bitch raw and you know she got knocked up she's but she's gonna keep the kid if I had to find out that way versus him coming to me and telling me himself Mm -hmm. my brain's gonna be in even more turmoil like that's gonna tear apart Mm. that's going to tear apart the trust that I have towards people it's going to cause me more stress more it's going to cause me to have more trust issues I'm going to question myself I'm going to question him I'm going to question everyone around me because I'm going to think who knew and saw it and was keeping it from me like I feel like I would be more in my head and I would be Mm. going crazy far more not knowing certain things and finding out suddenly Mm -hmm. and in a very like unsettling way versus him just coming to me and being upfront. Yeah, and I do agree with that. I think that that, but that's only if you ever find out. If you don't ever find out, then yeah, it's like, you know, this awful thing happened. You just didn't know, but it's like that kind of saves you all that turmoil and all those trust issues and all that questioning about who knew because you literally just will never know. And that I think is my point. Is it ideal? No, but. Nah, I don't know wild. sometimes listen sometimes I do think that people need to be left in a bubble of ignorance but <laughs> I feel maybe like yes, change- maybe for certain things but I personally am just not I like to know everything everything yeah <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but you're also the type that like you'll go looking for that information if you feel like the slightest hint of questioning like you'll find but I also feel like that's just to me being so sensitive to people's energy so I feel like certain things like that like I'm already aware of like I can read it in their energy Mm -hmm. before they even open their mouth to say anything so exactly I mean it's a hard thing to hide if I do have an inclination that 
you are being unfaithful or that you're being deceptive in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inspector Gadget is definitely kicking in. <laughs> because one thing I cannot, and maybe it's definitely a pride thing. Yeah. But I refuse to sit here and play ignorant and let any human being make a fool out of me and me right. just carrying on, you know, being in a sense, being submissive to them and just, you know, letting the relationship continue. And the whole time I'm sitting there looking like an idiot and anybody who does know me knows that I look like a damn idiot. Yeah. No, I just I don't can't think, like, I can't I have my think... name out there like that. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't do it. No, I'm, I don't, I definitely, if I had an inkling or, or whatever, I couldn't pretend as if I didn't. I'm literally talking about the rare scenario where like, you literally have zero clue that everything seems perfect to you. And honestly, maybe that would never happen. Who knows? But if that did happen, if it's like you had zero idea that it was happening, your man had decided on his own accord or whatever to stop. And if it was the choice between him being guilty and letting that guilt eat him alive (laughs) and him telling me so that he could feel better, I'm saying don't tell me I want you to keep suffering. Maybe that's that's really what I'm getting at. <laughs> it's just like, I don't want you telling me to make you feel better. Like mm-hmm. you know, that that's what I'm getting at. But um anyway, we just <laughs> we stumbled on a whole different topic, but you know what? It's all good. Um no, but that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> um, so I don't know. So you would tell this girl to mind her business and just I would tell that girl to mind her business. You block, got your check. Block you this got man. your checks. Stop. Take your coins and go. Just stop block entangling that man. with him. Exactly. Yes. I agree. I agree. Exactly. Now you just have to enforce the separation and let them go on their own ways. If he does yes. it with someone else again, that's not you. Is that your business? No. None of your business. Yeah. And if it blows up in his face, well, he can handle it with his wife then. Yeah. But do not place yourself in the drama because especially with how women can be you also don't know how she's going to want to retaliate or how her friends are going to want to retaliate so why assert yourself into that drama for no damn reason just mind your own that goddamn business and just block that man yep agree ciao that was a whole last tell-all reunion episode. <laughs> Girl, I literally exposed myself more than I ever thought I would to the world. Like, <laughs> I really hope we gave y'all a lot to think about. Oh, and FYI, People Magazine paid us $7 million to do this interview. Okay, so don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> That's why y'all got so many details, because he was getting paid. <laughs> So don't forget, make sure you're following Whole Food on all the streaming platforms so you can keep up with the latest and greatest, which is us, obviously. Um, Open up your Instagram and make sure to follow us at Whole Food for your daily dose of whole inspiration. Jeez, I'm emotionally exhausted now, to be honest. And I'm hungry as fuck. So this is where I leave you, (laughs) Hope. Anywho, we about to head out and we'll catch y'all next Friday. Bye. Bye. We got to work on that still. <laughs> no, we did it this time. You know what? I'm not doing that.